Hello and welcome to the Counterpoint podcast, uh, our regular review of the latest developments in the tech sector. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Falgani Shah. Hello, Falgani. How are you today? Hey, Peter. I'm doing great. Super. Thanks for joining. So, Falgani, you've recently published a report on the IoT platform space, which is, um, I mean, it's, it's an extremely detailed report. So, we'll only be able to uh, I think scratch the surface today, but um, it's one of these sort of really fascinating areas that's developing, I think, quite fast. And um, you know, so we'll, we'll try and get into it a bit. So maybe maybe we can start off just by discussing um, exactly what an IoT platform is and what it what it does. Right. So. Currently, in order to stay ahead of the curve, majority of the organizations in in every industry, I would say, are uh, taking on a digital transformation journey in order to uh, boost their business efficiencies and reduce their operating costs. Now, in order to do this, these organizations are embracing IoT as a way to accelerate their digital transformation initiatives. And they are doing this by uh, equipping their assets with sensors, which basically transforms their assets into these intelligent edge devices. And this is where the IoT platform comes into picture. So now the streaming data from these intelligent edge devices is ingested, processed, analyzed by this IoT platform. And this can be done at the edge as, as well as in, in the cloud. So in a nutshell, the IoT platform uh, basically acts as a middleware and it sits between the endpoints, which is these uh, smart devices and gateways on one end and the applications, the applications which, uh, which will perform data visualizations on the other end. Okay. All right. So it's, yeah, I mean, quite an interesting development and i think you know i mean the, the the transformation from kind of machine to machine communications uh you know which has been around for a long time and i, you know, I remember you know it must be more than 20 years ago going to finland with nokia this was before i worked at nokia actually and we were shown a a connected vending machine which was you know had a cellular uh, module in it and basically it just reported the um, state of the stock inside the vending machine. So people that would uh, go around filling the vending machine wouldn't need to make an unnecessary trip or if um, there was a, a need to replenish before they would normally visit, then you know the machine could alert the fact that it had run out of Mars bars or, or whatever it happened to be. Um, and, you know, at the time we thought this was quite cool. But, you know, I think what we're saying now is that we've sort of moved to a point where, you know, pretty much you know, anything which is powered can uh, have a sensor which provides some level of, you know, uh, data that spits out. Um, and this enables all sorts of new ways of working for, you know, enterprises, both big and small. But, you know, traditionally, the, you know, the, the data may have been interpreted by a, a human in a, in an office somewhere, and then some action taken. But, what these platforms allow is some level of automation of that. Is that right? Yes, exactly. It's very interesting. 
Yeah, and I think I mean you you brought up the the point about edge devices, and I think you know the whole topic of edge computing is something which we're looking at, and it it, it sort of comes into many different areas of networking and IoT. So you know we we probably won't get into that a lot right now, but um, you know it sort of strikes me also that there's and it, you detail it in the report that um, you know there are companies that sort of specialize in working with these edge devices, but then there are other companies involved which are much more in the cloud computing space. It feels like we have a bit of a, you know, maybe a, I'm not sure if it's a battle or cooperation between the two. What would you say? It is not a battle per se, but yes, a, more of a cooperation because uh, edge computing, as you mentioned, is uh, becoming really important for organizations who want to collect data real-time, process it real-time, and and more so take real-time actions and decisions based on this data. Because sending that data to the cloud and waiting for it to process and then take actions is not feasible for many scenarios. So in order to do that, edge, edge computing is becoming really, really important. And there are these edge-focused platforms who have mastered the skills of uh, ingesting the data and performing uh, streaming analytics on this live streams of data using a very complex uh, complex event processor or a or an analytics engine which uh, uh, which basically performs uh, machine learning models on this data and uh, gives uh, analysis instantaneously Got it. Okay. Well, maybe it's a, it's a good point to actually talk about um, some of the the leading IoT platform companies because there you know there are some names that people will be familiar with, and there's um, you know some smaller players that maybe are, are kind of new to many people. And just just while we're recording this, and obviously it's during the the COVID time, I don't know if you can hear, but I've got some large machine that's working outside of my house here. I suspect it might be. It might be connected. Who knows? But <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, I'm worrying that they're going to start digging up the road. But uh, hopefully, hopefully they won't. So, so who who are some of the leading IoT platform companies? Sure. So uh, currently, uh, Microsoft uh, Azure IoT platform leads uh, the space of cloud computing and edge computing since they offer a very complete end-to-end platform, starting from chipset with Azure Sphere to applications for AR, VR, and digital twins, followed by Amazon and Huawei. In terms of edge-focused IoT platform, for Fogon and ClearBlade are the leaders. And as I mentioned, they, they have mastered the skills of data ingestion and performing uh, analytics on real-time streaming data. Then PTC, Nutanix, and WebNMS are doing exceedingly well with their application enablement tools and services. So application enablement is also one of the very important category that we have evaluated. And uh, since we are still in the nascent stages of IoT, of course, there is uh, room to uh, grow for these small emerging players as well, such as uh, Crosser and Suem AI. Okay. That's that's really helpful. So, I mean, it, there are, you know, when I kind of look across the landscape, I mean, the, well, the, the 
I mean, one thing when I look across the the, the IT value chain, it's it's you know huge and, and kind of fragmented. But um, you know, for for companies of that are trying to um, use IoT to help them, whether it's you know with saving cost or creating new business models, it looks like a very kind of complex environment. So, you know, how would a, a company or a, an enterprise go about um, making use of one of these platforms would they need to use a system integrator or can they approach these companies directly and get um, support you know, directly from them how, how, do, how would that work right so as we know right every organization has different needs and they are looking to address different u- use cases for their iot solution deployment and uh, with the number of growing players in the IoT space, it's becoming really challenging for these enterprises to uh, select the right IoT software platform for their requirements. But uh, basically, there are multiple scenarios on how an enterprise can uh, choose and de- deploy a solution. So, for example, one is if an end user, a client, is looking for a simple turnkey solution, right? They can easily uh, go to these uh, platform players and uh, directly work with them to integrate their platform. In that scenario, they can also see whether they are more so looking, the, the, the use case which they are uh, trying to address is more so for the cloud computing or edge computing. Based on that, they can uh, choose uh, which, which vendor would fit their requirements the best. Secondly, if a client needs a customized solution which caters to their to, to, to their very specific niche verticals such as uh, oil and gas, agriculture, then maybe they uh, it would be helpful to rope in uh, a system integrator which offers uh, expertise in those uh, verticals because these platform players, may not offer an out-of-the-box solution for these niche verticals, right? So in that scenario, a system integrator would uh, work with the client as well as the platform player, the platform vendor, to implement the IoT solution. And also, all of these uh, IoT platform vendors have uh, partnered with a number of system integrators to uh, offer their services and support and maintenance even after the solution is deployed. Okay. And, you know, if, if a company wanted to start small, you know, with, I don't know, you know, a few tens or uh, of machines, let's say, in a factory situation, but then they wanted to kind of scale across, you know, a larger number of machines or across multiple sites, um, presumably, these platforms allow for that scalability. Really. Yes, yes. Scalability is one of the very important criteria as well in our evaluation. And these platforms do have the room to, to achieve that. And then things like third-party application integration and support and so on, I, I guess, would be part of that as well. Right. Okay. So we, we've got a, and as you say, the, the, the IT space although it's been talked about a lot is still still feels like it's at the you know relatively early stages with a lot of growth potential ahead of it um, you know we're seeing the 
numbers of IoT connections, you know, uh, rising pretty fast. But you know, maybe some of the most ambitious forecasts that have been seen for you know trillions of devices still look to be you know some way off in the future. But it looks like in the, in this IoT platform space, we've got you know a range of large players like as you mentioned, Microsoft and AWS, Huawei, and so on, and then some smaller specialist players. But do, how, how do you sort of see the, the next few years in terms of the development of this space? Are we likely to see uh, M&A activity as you know, the big players buying the smaller players, or is, you know, is that not likely to happen for whatever reason we continue in this sort of rather diverse development paths? Right. No, absolutely. So the small players like uh, Fogon, Clearblade, they partner with uh, these big players like uh, Microsoft, Amazon in, in order to offer their cloud services, right? And uh, edge computing is also gaining a lot of traction. So these uh, edge first players who have designed and develop their platform uh, based on edge computing technology more per se. Currently, they have been excelling in just one or two verticals, but they are also likely to focus moving forward into various other verticals as well. So for example, Foghorn is focused uh, in industrial IoT currently and Clearblade in rail and transportation, but they are, they are looking to expand in other verticals as well. In terms of uh, mergers and acquisitions, these cloud players are becoming more and more vertically integrated, uh, and they are they are trying to own everything from chip to cloud, and they are doing this via mergers, acquisitions, partnerships, or even in-house development. Okay, very good. Um, well, Falconer, we've as I say, we're just touching the surface here, and that that your report is, uh, you know, immensely detailed and you know covers a lot of a lot of interesting ground which we've only just been able to touch on here so um but let's let's wrap it up here thanks very much for your time today falgony enjoyed the chat sure pleasure to be here yes great and yeah so please do check back again for the next edition of the counterpoint podcast um as falgony said we you know we're, we're kind of interested in this whole edge computing area so i'm sure we're going to be touching on that again. Um, And until the next time, goodbye.